What's up, y'all? Welcome back to HRT. I hope you had a good week. Uh, I'm very excited to announce that we have another trans woman on the podcast this week. Her name is Tori. Tori is awesome. Tori is a mod in the Discord. I've been talking to Tori for a long time now, and she is just great. I just filmed the episode with her. She has a very inspiring story. Uh, she's been through a lot, a lot that I can relate to, and I really enjoyed speaking with her, so I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear that. Patreon. Join my Patreon. A lot of you actually did from last episode, and I really appreciate you so much. If you haven't already, now that the numbers are starting to get up there for my Patreon, you're going to be missing out, so I highly suggest you do that. And... Discord, join the Discord. You know it. You know the spiel. Just do it so I can stop saying this every time. And I hope you had a good Halloween. I hope you liked last episode. My editor, Max, worked very hard on it. Max, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, Max. Uh, and yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go talk to Tori. Okay, bye. Okay. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I live in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, I do. Yeah. Um, I was born in Georgia and live most of my life in Ohio. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, how you live most of your life in Ohio, how was Ohio with, you know, being trans and whatnot? Oh, well, I wasn't, so it was great. <laughs> so, it was awesome. How about Wisconsin? Um... Wisconsin is okay. It's okay. Like it's He's not okay. the worst. Yeah, I, like I look around at the other states and I'm just like, you know, mm. well, but like I'm still like hyper focused on like all of the uh, laws and stuff because our rights get taken away monthly depending right. on where you live and so i'm just waiting for wisconsin to get on the chopping block there's already some that we're trying to go through in madison mm. um who was from wisconsin i think wasn't clara from wisconsin i think he was yeah one other person on here was mm. for sure yeah he said about the same thing it's you know he was like it's wisconsin <laughs> you know <laughs> we got cheese and... <laughs> You like her milk. <laughs> now, uh, how old are you, by the way? I am 33. 33. Nice. Uh, and old lady. It's not that old. Come on. Oh, you were, like, <laughs> getting on to people earlier. I know. <laughs> you had the two, like, guys on here, and you're just like, so being of the older variety. <laughs> I know, and he was, like, in his late 30s, too. I felt so bad for that. I think that was Aiden. <laughs> Oh, you flamed me for that. 33 is like, it's like mid, midlife, right? Or no, no, it's not midlife. <laughs> Damn. Put me on blast. Fine. Okay. I think, okay, but like, I feel like people live to like, what, like 80 now? So like midlife yeah. would be 50 if people live to 100, but since people live to like 80, it has to be around. So 40 and right. I'm 33. Right, I'll give it to you. I'll okay. To you. <laughs> cool. Uh, I, this podcast just consists of every guest who's over the age of like 25. It's just me calling them old. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Uh, now, let me ask, are you on estrogen? I am. Nice. How long have you been on estrogen? I've been on since 2020. 
um, but uh, it's so it's been three years, but only on a full dose of it for uh, two years. They did like this very slow progression with me, which was frustrating. Mm. Now, are you on injections or the estrogen pill? The pill. Nice. Okay. I think Ulrich was also on the pill, right? Now, is I I think Ulrich told me, but I forget. Is it like, is that the standard for trans women to be on yeah. estrogen pill? Okay. They almost always start you on the pill, and then they, if you want to get on the shot, they can. Um, hmm. But um, I've heard a lot of like I don't know, like I think the shot. The problem is everything is anecdotal like it's because there's not a lot of good science behind it mm. so it's just like oh i had much better success on it but that's not like scientifically like and i'm all about the scientifically like sound stuff mm -hmm. right um with all my research but um it appears that the shot seems to have quicker effects and it seems to be a good thing to switch to when you can mm. um but it's not necessary, um, and uh, it's also a lot more expensive. And that's the big thing that keeps me from doing the shot is because mm. it will become so much more expensive, um, just like over the counter and stuff. Even though I have insurance, and uh, yeah, it's just I have to kind of, and no one really knows exactly how much it's going to be, but it seems right. like it's going to be like a. Hmm. I think how expensive is it for you? For is, well, I was paying like fucking a hundred dollars a month when I went to an endocrinologist and like would have to go pick it up from the pharmacy. I didn't have insurance. That was the problem there. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, now from I use folks, uh, which they're great. I think it was eighty dollars a month when they didn't accept insurance. Now I think they're starting to accept insurance, but they also changed it to like now they're charging. $30 or something, but it ends up being the same at the end of the day. So it's just fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. So like I can go and get all my pills. I can get my progesterone, my spiralactone and my estradiol. And I can do that and pay 15 bucks for all three mm. and walk out and just be like, wow. okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, Yay. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like going to Chipotle. It's fine. <laughs> uh, now how does, how do you do you take like two pills in the morning two pills at night how does it work um i am recommended to do that but <laughs> i typically take everything in the morning mm, okay now like i i was for a while uh doing as a good girl should um <laughs> but then i got to where i was forgetting things uh you know a little bit about forgetting your mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've but, dabbled in forgetting. <laughs> I feel like I'm always yelling at you on the Discord. <laughs> I need it though; it's totally fine. Yeah. I did do I my. I feel like your mom. Time. <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind. So, so, um, so yeah, like, so I just take it all in the morning, as otherwise I'll forget the evening stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. I take um, four pills of estradiol so they're both they're all two milligrams so i take eight milligrams of estradiol um and 10 milligrams of progesterone um which my doctor calls like the baby maker 
Um, <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> so, because apparently, like, the cis woman produces a lot more of that when they are going through pregnancy. Gotcha. And so it gets the body ready to house a baby. And, um, like, so it just helps with uh, getting your breasts fully developed and and mm. stuff like that and it really did like like adding that gave me like full like breasts and not like these weird pyramid things <laughs> so i do like recommend it because like nice. you kind of have these like trans titties uh <laughs> where it's like they they're kind of more pyramid shaped they're it's like stage two like there's like three stages of breast development and you're like stuck at stage two and you can't right. quite get to the full like wow. thing. See, it's so, so interesting to hear because like, you know, I've only had, I've had one other trans woman on. So like, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> I have all of like the, the relatable things that all the trans guys can relate to and we all know and like we all relate on it and like you don't get to hear the other side of it. So it's just, that's interesting. That's same. That's why I like when I found your. I've been listening to your podcast since episode three, and like, yeah, like, oh and when I when I found it, I was just like, oh, I want to know about the trans man experience. I want to <laughs> know so bad. I know, and I have so many viewers that want to hear more about the trans woman experience, but for some reason, you guys are hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the shadows. I know. Um, but okay, so you said you started hormones three years ago, and then at what point? You, you went on a higher dose? Mm -hmm. So, like, they started me at uh, literally, like, two milligrams of uh, estrogen, and that was that. And that did basically nothing. Mm. Um, and uh, I had to be on that for, like, I want to say three months. And, like, and I don't know if it's, like, a Wisconsin, like, staple thing or if it's, like... Um, you know, just like my doctor's office, but like they wanted to do it very slow and gradual. And I think it was because if I ever like decided to change my mind, like, mm. you know, it would limit the permanent effects of right. everything, which is just is that frustrating? awful. Yeah. It's so awful. Cause like, you know, like it's like, no one just comes in there on a whim and just is like, Oh, um, I think I'm going to be a girl for today. <laughs> it's whatever. Right. So now, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it is like a just uh, being in Wisconsin thing, but <clears throat> just from my conversation with Ulrich too, like I feel like they're more they or doctors or people who prescribe hormones, whatever, are more hesitant with trans women for some reason. They are, and I had to like I had to lie a little bit As about should. my experience. As you should. Uh, Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, um, I knew going in just because of some friends that were already going in and stuff, and they're like, just tell them the story of, like, ever since you were, like, you know, four, you knew that you were trans and, like, you were dressing up and, like, wanted to be a girl and stuff. And I was like, but that's not my experience. And they're like, it doesn't matter if you want the hormones. That's what you'll say. So I went in there and I was just like, ever since I was four, I knew I wanted to be a girl. And I told my mom. <laughs> it's fucked up that you do that. I remember that too. I mean, sitting in gender therapy with the therapist, with the clipboard, writing down everything I said. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I need to like really sell that I'm a man here. <laughs> 
Yeah. With my therapy, because I had to do the therapy too, right? So I already mm-hmm. was doing that for like four or five months before she would write me my letter so I could go get. So like, I'm already have done that with someone who specializes in like like the brain and how people think. Mm-hmm. And then for the doctor to be like, okay, well, we're going to give you just a little bit and just a taste of, mm. you know. What a tease. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah. That's frustrating. Do you think that when you start injections, do you think you'll have shot anxiety? Like, how do you feel about needles and stuff? Oh, 100%. Um, I, like, I've had, I have Crohn's disease, and so I already had to take shots for, since I was 19. Mm. And I, like, am kind of a hypocrite because I get onto you about your shots, but, like, <laughs> I would skip all the time. <laughs> But again, it's it was just because it's like, oh, okay, like I'll just take the shot in my leg, but like I wasn't looking forward to anything and now like I'm looking forward to like right. Yeah. You know, but like so I don't know. I feel like I'd still have some issues. Especially because like it's not with my uh with my Crohn's disease it was a um it was a shot that was like you just put it on your leg and then mm. you just push the button and it injects it for you. And then mm. you just wait until it's done and then you pull it out. And so like it wasn't like I'm drawing the liquid. I am putting it in my veins. Like, it's not a whole that's process. Freaky. Yeah. 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 So you know that testosterone and whatnot makes it so us trans men can't cry, makes us extra hungry sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything with estrogen, like the mood yes. swings or anything? Yeah. For you guys? Um <clears throat> I I yeah I never really like I could cry before um mm-hmm. in the before time in the long long ago um but like not very often and there was a lot of times where like I was like I I feel like I want to cry and I want to cry but I can't cry mm-hmm. and um I I just felt like like if I could cry it would feel better and I couldn't and I would just sit there and sometimes I would just sit there and concentrate on trying to make <laughs> myself cry and I just couldn't um force yourself to think about something really sad <laughs> yeah right but now yeah I cry all the time um my it's like you know my girlfriend was here um yesterday and when she left like I started crying and then she started crying and then we we're just sitting on the couch crying because like she was just leaving and it's just like but I'm gonna see you in like a week but like I'm just oh. <laughs> It's such a girly little experience, though. I love it. <laughs> Very so, girly pop of you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But, uh, yeah, so definitely the crying. Like, I cry all the time. But it's always, like, very therapeutic. Like, I love it. Mm. I absolutely love it. Um, there's very few times where, like, I'm just like, no, I don't want to cry right now because, like, I'm trying to be, you know, a big, brave dyke. And, like... <laughs> like no but most uh, most of the time it's like uh you know i I, i'm happy that i'm that i'm crying because i feel like it's something that i was missing and i don't know it just it feels good that like i can't express my feelings like that that's kind of interesting because like i i get that like i used to like to cry used to not be embarrassed to cry but now for some reason like if i feel tears behind my eyes i'm like stop Yo, man, what are you doing? <laughs> it's fucking dumb. <laughs> Do you think that's like 
you know, toxic masculinity. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And like less of a man because you cry. Mm-hmm. And like I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by people who would like be like, it's okay to cry, Cody. Just cry. <laughs> and like for some reason, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I can't show you that I have emotions. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so stupid. I think the and I'm trying to think of uh, irritability. Mm. Like I definitely, definitely in the early time, like I, like I would got very irritable, um, mm. and um, then uh, I actually, since I started progesterone, um, and I started mapping it, where like I kind of get a mild period, mm. where like uh, usually around like the twentieth of the month and stuff, like I just get pain like in my kidneys for like two days. It's only two days, but like. <laughs> I get pain back there and it and like I at first I thought oh it was nothing but then I started tracking it and it was always between like the 18th and like the 24th of the month and I would have it for two days and I'd be and I'm super irritable and like don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> and like it sucks but it's also like kind of cool because like a, um, it doesn't happen to every trans woman and but I've heard that it's a more common once you start progesterone um so that's interesting i never knew that yeah it's been kind of you know again very mild and i can't even like i'm not even going to touch the experience of like you know uh someone who has you know ovaries and stuff but like it's um i'm not gonna even touch that (laughs) relatable i'm I'm just saying like I don't think like my it's nearly as bad or anything, but like it it's been like oh and like I realized and I had to like learn to go okay. I am irritable and mm-hmm. you know some of the people right. I work with were like oh, I think you know like like are you okay and I'm like I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> now even though it like sucks to go through and it's probably like painful and just like a drag, is it? Do you think it's like like helps with gender dysphoria in a way like is it euphoria inducing <laughs> it's euphoria inducing at least initially i'm I'm like i'm waiting for it. it's been happening for the last six months now um and it's been every month like clockwork same time and um that's the only reason why like i put it together that it was something like that and then reading up on it mm-hmm. um but uh it's uh i don't know like again it sucks but like yeah it it is euphoric because it just makes you feel like yeah i am a woman like yeah you know like not that that you know make, but it's just like it's another thing that just makes you go yeah like yeah <laughs> i love it uh now surgeries if you're comfortable talking about do you have yeah. you had any or do you want any if so which ones? um actually on the um on the 10th of november i am getting breast augmentation oh my god slay congratulations yeah. Thank I'm so you. that's awesome yeah uh when did you decide you wanted to do that um i so pretty much since i came out i wanted to look at like my breast growth and mm-hmm. you know and see um it's easier for them to do it if you like if you let your breasts grow as much as possible and then they can 
they have more to work with when they're trying to insert. So like it was always kind of it was always a goal, but like I wanted to let the you know time for the estrogen to do its thing and mm-hmm. try to see how far because like if um you uh if it got big enough <laughs> like then you know i'd be fine right yeah but um it really was like okay um i've heard that um it it seems to stunt like going through a male puberty seems to stunt the growth of them um, and I look at all the women in my family and they all had C cups or D cups mm. and they also have the same kind of frame and like, they're about as tall as I am. I'm five, nine. And, um, <clears throat> and so like, you know, I'm looking around at all the cis women in my life and I'm like, I should have that. And right now I have just like large A cups. Mm. So, and, um, it is enough to where. I don't know, like, when I look in the mirror without, like, my shirt on and stuff, like, it it feels like a male body, and right now I kind of feel like somebody took Barbie's head and put it on Ken's body. Wow, that's, like, a really good, like, analogy to, like, gender dysphoria. Yeah, and... That um, hurt me. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's, yeah, it's a, like... That that hurts, um, and uh, and it's hard, and it's I could just see that male chest like straight on, like from the side, or if I'm looking down, like I don't have any gender dysphoria, but like straight on, I do when I'm laying like down on my back, it's like I have a flat chest again, and mm. that's that really like bothers me. So like um, I knew that was something I was gonna get done, and when my um, uh, this year the insurance I have through my work um, added transgender care and wanted and not much, but like one of the things they added was um, top surgery and breast augmentation. Um, as long as you have, you know, letters basically saying that, you know, that you are trans and that this is a necessary surgery. Um, and, uh, they would you know pay for it and so i was just like then i just rushed it i was just like yes it's been it's been two years and like i've been just like i want to get it in i met my deductible so i'm trying to get it in or you know i did but like Mm. get it in before you know the new year and um so there's been a little bit of problems uh the insurance for one said they only needed one letter from a therapist but then basically was demanding two letters. Mm. So I had to find another therapist and have them be okay with just, oh, just seeing me for a couple sessions, not being like a full-time thing Mm. to diagnose me again. And then, you know, write me a second letter. That way they would actually do it, which is just gatekeeping. There's no reason for that. That was just to keep people from getting the surgery. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to pay for like that's how that's how it feels because it's like why do you need two? Right. Why why isn't my one professional that I see every week for like the past you know year like it's it's already not fair that we have to have somebody else tell you know our surgeon or whoever the hell about us like I don't need somebody else to know who I am I know who I am <laughs> you know exactly yeah no I get that. 
but so I got my two letters and then they uh, got me in and I should have already had it done in October but the hospital that was going to do it is a Catholic hospital. Oh, and when geez. they found out that it was a trans surgery, they denied it. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my mm -hmm. God. No. And so then we had to find uh, another uh, place. So then it pushed it back to the 10th. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Were you just like enraged? During that, oh, I would have been. Yeah. I was I was mad. Uh, you oh. know, like I, I grew up Catholic. Like mm -hmm. I am an atheist now because I grew up Catholic. But... <laughs> Mm. Um, yeah no i would be too <laughs> but it's just like you know like my 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 whole family is like still devout catholic and stuff and mm. um yeah like so it hurts because it, it still feels like like you know even though i'm not part of that community anymore it still feels like my community in a way because like i right. grew up in the catholic church so it was just yeah. like to have them the catholics go no to me and it was just like it that hurt yeah no of course i mean actually before i get more into into you know family and stuff i want to know a little bit more about the surgery and like what goes into that like how long like how long do you think your recovery process is what do you what does your recovery process look like and whatnot so um from what they said it's going to be um, one week of me not being able to do anything and uh, my doctor described it as you'll be in t-rex mode because like your range of motion will be here <laughs> so like and um, then like they were like okay so and he goes what does that mean and he goes who's going to wash you who's going mm. to Help you. wipe your butt yeah. he's going to you know and it's just like you know you're gonna have to have somebody to help you with these things for mm -hmm. a week mm -hmm. um and then after that week you should be able to be self-sufficient and be able to do those things um you know obviously with some soreness and stuff and mm -hmm. then um up to and then after that it'll be up to like six weeks of um, all together it'll be six weeks of no heavy lifting um, and nothing more than uh, 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, I also, through this whole time, will be living living in a bra. So, like, I will have a bra on 24-7 for the entire time to help them set and heal in the proper spots so they're not going to sag or they're mm -hmm. not going to, like, be cockeyed or... Cockeyed. <laughs> One's looking over there, one's looking over there. <laughs> That's funny. It's like the same thing as top surgery, but like just reversed. <laughs> like the recovery thing and recovery process and whatnot. The T-Rex thing, 100% for like a week. Mm -hmm. Definitely need someone to help you out. Uh, can't move, can't lift more than, I think it was 20 pounds or something for me, I think the doctor said. And then... I think in about a month is where things start getting back to normal. I think for top surgery, is it the same for you? Mm, yeah, they like I'll still need to be after a month. Um, the doctor said he wants me to be like pretty much living in a bra for until three months. Mm. But he said after a month, if I if I want to have a night on the town and I want to wear like a cute little bra or something, <laughs> like then I can do that. Um, so like you know 
but how like they never told me like i don't know yet for myself but how quickly could you see your chest after surgery so i think it's different if you have drains or not i think i had to wait three or four days okay i completely did it wrong though you're supposed to be like sitting down i was fully standing in front of the mirror and like I was trying to be all like, I'm going to look at this chest right now and did it and completely fainted and threw up everywhere. So it was not like, it was not like a cute moment for me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like three or four days. But uh, what about you? I, like I said, I don't know yet. Oh, right, haven't, right. They haven't told me how long. And so like, you know, that's, I mean, that's the goal, right? right. Is to see it. And so yeah. like, I'm just like, yeah, so now I'm just that's why I wanted to ask you so I could be like okay three or four days maybe it'll be about the same I, can... I would think so maybe a week at most but you have to shower I don't think any doctor would let you go like a week without showering yeah <laughs> now I want to get into uh your coming out story a little bit if you'd like to share that sure um I think so when did I know I was trans when I was four years old no. <laughs> Uh, it, it started with me, um, the first inkling that something was different, um, was when I was 14 and I remember all through my childhood, like I was terrified of death and terrified of wasting my youth. Cause it was always just like, youth is wasted on the young youth is wasted on. And like, I really internalized that and it really freaked me out. Like, um, yeah, like it was not healthy the way mm -hmm. I thought about it. Like to the point where like I remember be playing like hide and go seek and like be like hiding and like going, I should make a mental snapshot of this and like remember this good time oh like when I'm God. older. Like seriously. Like it <laughs> that's how I like I was like I need to and I still remember that. Yeah, I mean, hey, got the job done. <laughs> but <laughs> And I say that because, like, so, like, time was very precious to me, like, very much so. And I remember when I was 14, like, and seeing the Lindsay Lohan uh, Freaky Friday. <laughs> and uh, I was like, um, you know, she, Lindsay was a few years older than me. And, uh, oh, my God, I can't remember what the mom. Ah, I forget her name. But, like. Oh, I forget her name, too. Yeah, um, I should know this because she's a great ally. Um, <laughs> she is. Her kid is her kid is trans and like. Oh, she is. Oh my god, and she yeah, has a trans her her kid? kid is trans. Yeah, and I she is so that. supportive. Like, and I can't remember her name. I'll throw up a picture of her right here, so we'll be okay. good. <laughs> You're talking about the mom from Freaky Friday. The, right? Yeah, mom. And I remember, like, at 14, I was just like, oh, I would trade lives with either one. Which was which was not too big of a deal with Lindsay Lohan, but like even for like the mom and being like, oh yeah, I would just give up all those years of my life to be like a forty year old woman right now, mm. when I was fourteen. That was a huge like thing for me when I thought about it and went, whoa! Like I remember having like a moment like I would yeah no I'd be totally comfortable with that I I'd give that up that's fine. Now did you actually have a moment of like okay? I want, like, what does that mean if I want to be a 40-year-old woman? <laughs> um, 
no i just remember i was just fascinated with it mm. the the idea that like i thought that and then i used to you know try to you know then i would play a game with myself when i was younger and like try to be like would i trade with that person would i trade with that person just trying mm. to assume like with how many years i would be giving up and stuff and switching like that's how my brain was working wow. um that's but much. like and i would look at i remember looking at men and going nah <laughs> no, mm. I never switched no. to you. <laughs> uh, but so, from what age? You said fourteen was the first time. Fourteen was like the first like aha moment. Mm. Um, I didn't know that I was. Um, I didn't know I was trans till probably I was twenty-five. Now I didn't come out until I was thirty. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, five years. Five years of being kind of like, I'm pretty sure I'm this, but like, um, I remember like, so I was with my, um, my ex-wife for nine years and together mm -hmm. like married for five. We got married and, uh, when I was 25 and mm -hmm. I remember the day of my wedding, looking in the mirror that morning and going i'm gonna and like i never like called it trans but like i, I looked at my mirror and i said i'm gonna put this like wanting to be a girl thing behind me and i told myself that like the life that i have is pretty good like i'm a i'm a cis white straight male present you know like i mm -hmm. you know i have like you know a beautiful wife mm -hmm. um you know like that i love and if nothing else sees worth just staying this way because it's not that bad of a life it's not bad you know like whatever i'll just mm -hmm. um you know and i just i told myself i just put all of it behind me and um wow. that doesn't work <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> but i convinced myself and thought i could do it mm. um and you know she was always um she always identified as bisexual mm -hmm. um and while we were together and um but even so like the other the other thing was when i would look at myself in the mirror um i would be like there's no way i would pass like like i looked at my old self and i was like there's no way i would pass and i don't think i could do it if i couldn't pass um you know, and I'd be like just a guy in a dress and like, like I, like I didn't think I could do it. And I was just like, well, there's no way, like, look at you. Like, that was like my thing. Right. I was just like, look at you, like, you'll, you'll never pass. And um, so you might as well just be happy with what you got. So... Good old gender dysphoria talking. <laughs> <laughs> now, at that time, were you, did you like... Were you quote unquote well versed in transness? Did you know about trans people at all, or like were you involved in any way with the community? Um, no, I was. I was pretty. Um, uh, I was pretty on board with um, you know gay people, and um, you know like I would in in high school. Um, you know, I had friends that were, and like I was very much like. Mm -hmm. um, like okay with that and like you know big thing but i was i was scared of trans people mm. like if i want to be entirely honest i was scared I, I felt like you know now looking back and kind of 
it feels like someone was putting a like mirror to me when I would you know if I were to see someone who like I thought was trans and stuff mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be that I like would you know was like I hate them or anything but it would just be like I felt uncomfortable and I felt, and I now I really think it was looking through the having a mirror pointed at me, and um, yeah. you know, and that's uh, I didn't know too many, uh, especially younger, um, and uh, honestly, I didn't really know any um, up until I came out. Mm -hmm. For the most part, you just see people every once in a while that you you know might clock or right. not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it goes to show, like, there's, there's no influence there, you know what I mean? You figured it out before you even understood what trans was, you know? Right. That's interesting. So, from your wedding is when you, when you were 25, right, is when you kind of were like, okay, I'm I'm probably a girl, but we're going to suppress the shit out of this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I should just be happy with what I have. And then what happened after that? Um... I started having, um, you know, like, I mean, I was, I was in love and I, I, I loved my ex-wife. Um, but, um, you know, I started having more and more anxiety attacks more and more frequently. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was again, that fear of death because I had anxiety attacks ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um and some being very debilitating where like i couldn't do anything and they'd last for a long time and it just felt like i always described it as like a monster was chasing me but like there's no monster but like i was just like in that hyper like mm -hmm. um you know and they would be rare when i was a kid but um about the time when i got married and stuff they started becoming more frequent um to the point where i had and my depression got worse like it just boy it just I got depressed mm. um, or I, I got diagnosed with it. So then that's when I started antidepressants and uh, having like anti-anxiety medication that mm. I was taking regularly. Um, and as the years went by, they got worse. And by the end of it, I was having like two debilitating panic attacks probably a month and um, having little ones like weekly that like I could kind of control, but still were having like issues. Mm -hmm. um, and um, again, I just thought it was like a fear of death because like it would always be tied with me thinking about me being, you know, um, getting older and realizing, even like trying to look back at like happy things in my past, I'd be like, oh my God, that's been like five years ago or that's been like four years ago. And then it would like set mm -hmm. me off. Mm -hmm. So, um, I hear that time but, passing is scary. <laughs> yeah. I um, get that. when I came out though, um, it's like I've had maybe two in the past three years. Mm. Um, wow. and like, uh, it, it got, it got a little bit worse probably at the beginning of September. Um, is when I had like my second big attack and then I was having like little ones again. And, but like, that was after three years of not having anything. And I kind of realized that I think the, the fear wasn't that I was afraid of like afraid of death. I was afraid of dying a man. Ooh. Ooh. So, and 
Like, yeah, to like go your whole life without being who you actually are on the inside, not letting right, that yeah. show on the outside. Yeah, no, that's that's every reason to have a panic attack. <laughs> every reason. Yeah. Jesus. Now, after you figured that out, you figured that out all by yourself. That you, these were the reasons. Damn. Yeah, and I mean, with uh, with my therapist and stuff mm. too. Um, who did? Who was the first person you came out to? Ooh, um, I mean, te- technically, it was my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we, um, she was struggling with her sexual identity. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, she thought she was bisexual for, you know, the majority of her life and stuff. Um, and then um, during 2020, she was um, realizing that she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And um, so she you know, started having issues and wanted to learn about that and just started getting, you know, therapy. And that's when I joined therapy saying that, like, you know, she wasn't really super upfront about what she she was afraid to tell me that she thought she might be a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, understandably so, and um, you know, so she was just like, I think I need a therapist because of like COVID and stuff, and I said, yeah, because like you know, I have Crohn's disease and I wasn't working for six months and I was stuck in the house, I was taking it super seriously, mm-hmm. and I was freaking out. I had family members who died from it and you know i was autoimmune compromised so i was at a heightened risk of having issues with covid Mm -hmm. um and so uh yeah i was just stuck in the house and so i was like yeah i need one too and then like you know so hers quickly changed or the whole reason of it was because he was you know figuring out that she was lesbian and mine quickly just changed they're like hey i'm trans by the by the way like (laughs) I, I'm pretty sure I'm trans. Like, <laughs> like it, this has nothing to do with the fact that I'm stuck in the house. That sucks, but like, also, whole like different this. problem over here. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's... <clears throat> so we were we were both seeing therapists for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, two things, and um, she came out. Um, she she did tell me that she was having some issues with her you know identity and we were talking about it and this was probably this was October of 2020 and uh, then uh, I remember we took the the dogs on a um, a long walk and uh, we about tired them out because we were just talking about everything and talking about like um, you know, like mainly just about her and her trying to just figure out. Cause like, I, I still wasn't, I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't quite mm-hmm. want to tell her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, we were mainly just talking about her sexuality and stuff and her going back and forth. And um, we got back to the house and we were sitting in the, um, in the bedroom and I just told her, I turned to her and I said, just say it. And she went, what? And I said, say it. And she goes, I'm a lesbian. And I just blurted out, like almost like I just blurted out, I'm trans. Mm. And she looked shocked. And like, uh, and I was just like, you know, and I, it's like, you know, I am a trans lesbian. 
I said, and you're a lesbian. Do you think there's any way we could work out? And pretty quickly she said no. Mm. And that crushed me. And I asked, you know, why? Why don't you want to give it a try? And she said that she didn't think she could ever see me as a woman. Hmm. And um, as long as I had a penis, she doesn't think she could do it anymore. Okay. Well, first of all, (laughs) not a fun thing to hear. Sorry, you had to go through that. Yeah. Not the thing to say to somebody when they first come out as trans. Uh, to say you will never be the gender you feel like you are is a horrible thing to say to somebody. And look, sexual preference is a thing, I guess. But like, I don't know. Right there, you had to say it. <laughs> like, I don't know. That should have been a moment for you. You know what I mean? We, you know, we were together for nine years mm-hmm. at that point, and it was just like you—you you didn't even want to—you didn't even want to try. You—you mm. you didn't want to. Um, you know, give it a give it a go. I felt like if if the shoe was on the other foot and she was just like, you know, and I was just like, hey, I'm gay, and she was just like, I'm a trans man. I would be like, okay, let's see if we can make this work. You know, right. at least try. Mm-hmm. You never know, like, but at least try. Um, and because uh, like it could very well that it didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like. You know, general preference is a thing. I think, like, especially if you've had trauma with a certain body part, mm-hmm. like, True. clearly, like that—that's a you know thing. But um, as someone who, like, I didn't know if I would be okay with penis, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, I've been with some trans women, and I was like, oh, it's no big deal. So it's just it's a different it's a different thing like it it evolved you know but like mm-hmm. it's it's no big deal like for me right um, and and nine years with somebody you'd think you'd think they'd think. have the same mindset that's really hard and I mean I don't know <clears throat> as you said sexual preference is a thing but like when you love somebody being a tr- in my I've always said being attracted to somebody is important in a relationship. I do sure. personally believe you have to be attracted to somebody in order to be with them in order to be happy with them. But it's not mm-hmm. the first thing. Like first comes personality and like all the ooey gooey shit, right? And I don't know if you love somebody, you figure that shit out. And I'm not saying you have to stay with a trans person when they come out in the middle of your relationship, but like to not even try, like uh, I don't know. Yeah. And it, yeah, and I mean, turned out that she was already talking to a girl. There it is. And There it is. Yeah, and she wasn't doing anything physically with this person, but she was, she was already checked out in this other relationship that she was starting. So then, you know, at the end of the day, in just from an outside perspective to me that's very much giving you being trans wasn't even quote unquote the problem like she had already she had already found somebody else you know what i mean and that's that's a whole other fucking story that's that i could get into how that's not right but do you think how long ago was that that you guys you know stopped being together um november of 2020 2020. Do you think... when I um, I ended up having to 
because um, in October she came out and then we were trying to be amicable and try to be, you know, stay friends and be like, you know, besties. And, you know, we had a house together, so we were just trying to be, um, but I didn't know about this other person. Um, and she also, and I also said, Hey, um, if this isn't going to work, you know, like I'm stuck in the house until there is, you know, like, please don't date anybody and put yourself at risk for me being high, you know, like until there is, you know, COVID is over or there's a vaccine. And at yeah. this point they were saying six months, it only turned out to be four months, mm -hmm. uh, before, um, I ended up getting a vaccine, mm -hmm. um, for COVID, but, um, and part of me was, um, you know, I mean, that, that was true. I was, I was scared of my safety, but also it, I thought it would give me time to maybe she could see who I really was and maybe, you know, and again, this is before I knew she was talking and seeing somebody. Mm. And so um, she was like, no, I would never, never do that. I would never date anybody right now. I would never put you in harm. And then she started at, at once we were like separated, she started going on dates with this girl um, during COVID and putting me at risk, even though she said she wouldn't. Um, and Solid. I caught her. Yeah. And I caught her doing it and I kicked her out of the house. As you and, should. Yeah. And, um, she just, you know, for my safety and then, um, I served her the divorce papers and, um, got a special, like, I don't want to call it a restraining order, but it was a special like thing in place during COVID to where like for, because it's for my safety, she wasn't allowed to come to the house at all unless I gave her permission too and it had to be written permission it could be a text but it had to be like a written permission and she would only have that time frame to do it mm. so then like you know to come and get her stuff and that i didn't know that was a thing there's so many people i wish i could have done that with I'm like, <laughs> damn <laughs> um just to make sure that she wasn't just coming back whenever she wanted to and putting me at you know risk yeah. Do you now? Do you still have like contact with her at all? No. Yeah. Good. No. Um. I. I. Last year, I thought she was gonna go back to Ohio. Her whole family was there. She always talked about going back to Ohio. Um, and uh, uh, last year at Pride, which was my first Pride that I went to, um, and I saw her, mm. and um. I um, I got within like ten yards of her, and before I noticed her, and um, I mean first she um, she didn't look that great, um, <laughs> which was like uh, which made me kind of go oh okay. And the and the other thing is like she she was looking and combing through like the crowd like she was looking for like i don't know her friends that she came with mm. and she she looked at me and then kept looking she didn't recognize me oh my god she just saw me as just another girl in the crowd the the person who told me that she would never see me yep. as a woman yep Oh, just saw and God. that I I was floating because mm -hmm. I I because like I would know if she noticed me you mm -hmm. know what I mean like you would know like right. we all like yeah it's like and 
no recollection. And the then there was another time she was she was walking with like I guess her girlfriend, and mm-hmm. they 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 walked by me and um, uh, my uh, my two friends, um, who uh, one of them is so close I call my sister. So I was sitting there with like my sister, mm-hmm. and like she, like my sister was like mean mugging her because like I pointed her out, and like I remember like. Uh, we were just there watching, and she walked right by us. No recollection. Like it was just like ah, oh, I was floating. I was just like, okay, all That's right. So funny, dude. Talk about gender euphoria. Like <laughs> it's one of the highlights for sure. Yeah. Like usually, like I mean, I feel like for any cis person, if if their ex of nine years didn't recognize them, it would be really sad. But like for us, it's like okay. I'm doing well like, in my transition. Yeah, then. it's like if they couldn't recognize yeah. me, yeah. someone who was so intimate, like for nine years, like mm-hmm. wow. fucking slay. Yeah, honestly, even better. You didn't have to have like an awkward situation or anything either. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. That you know, not good that all that happened, but good that sure. You know, but you know, I I won the breakup, so it's period. whatever. Period. Yeah, period. <laughs> now uh how about you know the rest of your family and loved ones so um after i came out with um to my ex Mm. um and we were trying to be amicable and stuff like i didn't come out right away to everyone else Mm. um until things got bad um with me and my ex and you know it kind of got ugly you know um and uh once everything was coming to light about what she was doing and stuff and um uh, kicking her out and uh she was you know very angry about being kicked out of her house which you know but um i was afraid she was going to tell people she was the only Mm -hmm. one that knew and i was afraid she was going to try to beat me to the punch and i wanted to be the one to tell people like it's my fucking story it's my life Mm -hmm. and so i felt at that point like i was like kind of felt forced to tell my family Mm -hmm. um a little bit um yeah so i called up my mom and you know my parents are still together but like i called my mom Mm -hmm. And, um, the going into this, I thought I might lose them. Um, they're devout Catholics and stuff. And I thought I have a biological sister who I thought would have my back Mm -hmm. and would be like, you know, I'm like, well, she'll, she got me like, so at least I'll have that. Um, but, uh, um, oh, I should say like the first person I came out to was like my friend, Kyle, he was the he was the first person outside of uh, uh, my ex that I came out to. He's my buddy. I have known him since I was fourteen. And, and Kyle took it well. Oh, he took it so well. Let's go, Kyle. He, Let me get a round of applause for Kyle. I mean, come on. <laughs> like he was he was shocked. Everyone that I came out to was totally shocked. Like n- there was no one that was just going, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, yeah. Yeah. I like we knew, you know, no <laughs> one ever said that to me. It was always just like really shocked. And like, you know, I remember like Kyle is just like, you know, hey, it's like, I don't know anything about trans people or that. But he's just like, as far as I understand, like, you're still going to be you. He's like, you know, you're still going to be that 
hilarious person that I know. He's just like, so that this it's no Why big is that deal. So hard to understand. Like, ugh, I love that. Yeah, and like you know, and so like he was just like, and he took it so well that like then it was like, okay, I'll tell my parents. Because right. like I knew like if like I was pretty damn positive that Kyle was going to be on my side. So I was just like, I'll tell him. And then I told uh, uh, um, my parents. And so when I when I called my mom, um, I was like, hey, um, there's something I need to tell you. And I started crying. And then she was like automatically like in protective mode. Like, what happened? What happened? Um, you know, and uh, I told her that... Um, that I was trans and she didn't quite she didn't know what that really was mm -hmm. and I told her that you know I'm a woman and um, she, they didn't take it super well <laughs> um, at first um, I will say that like my mom is now like my one of my biggest supporters Slay. and like you know, we love mom and um, she you know, she got, she went to therapy, she, like, learned all about it, she is now, like, just, like, very strong, A-plus ally, um, but at first, she was under the impression that uh, my ex-wife, like, mm. like, this was some kind of crazy reaction. They thought, like, and both of them thought that this was, and, um, some kind of crazy scheme I was doing to keep my wife. Oh, she came out as a lesbian. Okay, I'll be a girl then. Like yeah. we still good. We still good. I had, you a, know, like... I had a feeling someone in your life probably probably said that when you told me that your ex wife was coming yeah. out as a lesbian. Yeah. So they were just like, it's like, oh, so you're just trying to trying to keep her? And I'm just like, no, 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 no. This predates her. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and. uh you know, this is just, you know, and they're just like, but, you know, they, so, and then I remember, like, talking to my dad, and my dad, um, literally, uh, when I, when I told him, I told him, like, um, you know, face to face, and I was just like, because my mom wasn't going to tell him, like, mm -hmm. she was just like, well, you'll have to, you know, let him know, so, like, I came over and told him, and, um, you know, I said, you know, what do you think? And I remember he, like, kind of, like, he goes, you, you know what I think? And he stood up and he goes, I think she fucked you up. Mm. And, like, he did, you know, like that. And he goes, I think she fucked with your head. And I just kind of, like, mm. just stood there. Or I was, I was sitting and he was, like, standing. And I was like... I was like, okay, well, no. <laughs> uh, this predates that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also like know. half offensive that somebody could think that we would go to those lengths just to keep somebody just to yeah. be in a relationship. Like, no, <laughs> I love it's myself okay. first. Actually, that's the whole point here. Mm -hmm. And also like no longer with her, haven't been with her in three years and oh, look, I'm still doing it. <laughs> 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 so weird. It's like, yeah. <sighs> what a long con I'm playing. Mm. It's like, no, right. the long con was me being a boy for 30 years. Mm. That was the long con. Exactly. 
You think so, I'm playing just because now? I'm, no, I yeah, and just because I was like good at acting like a man that where like no one knew, like doesn't mean that that was the real me. This right. is the real me. This is how I've always wanted to be. Period. So the dads are always, always fun to come out to. My dad had a very similar reaction to. And it's not fun. It's not there because, like, coming out, like, those are the, like, I don't know. You just told me you came out to four people, and only one of those people was had a good reaction, and those stories are going to be with you for the rest of your life. So, like, as a whole, like, maybe we should just think about, you know, even if you don't like agree with trans people and how we live our lives, whatever. Like, maybe if you don't want to ruin somebody's fucking life, like maybe you should just be like, okay, happy for you. Gotta go though. Cause I don't agree. Like it's as simple as that. Like, you know, I don't know. Pisses me off. So, I mean, yeah. And I wasn't going to like, I'm gonna like tell them about this. Like, you know, and like if, if they want to watch it, it's, you know, I'm sure they will. And if they have a problem with how I'm like, I just, I'm telling how it happened Mm -hmm. and if you don't like it that's because you don't like the way you did this like period i have to say that exact sentence to myself all the time because i get up on here and i'll be telling a lot of stories about my my mom and my dad and like then i'm like fuck like should i cut that out like are they gonna be really offended i don't i don't know if i should put this on the internet i don't want them to feel bad i'm like hold on (laughs) I'm telling I'm it because names. they've made me feel bad. Like, sure. I'm like, yes, they're better now, of course, and I appreciate it. But, like, you shouldn't have done it if you don't want the world to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, like, I'm not putting any names out there. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to put them on blast, but I am telling my experience. This your is story. Yeah. what was said to me. This is how they said it. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh my dad still struggles um he for three years like he tried to just kind of like ignore that it was happening Mm -hmm. um and um he would didn't want to be it came out that he didn't want to be seen in public with me Mm. um and um I basically got him to admit it just because he kept skipping like my birthdays this oh I had to stay home for the dogs Oh, I had the, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. And then, like, I would see him at, like, the same restaurant that I was trying to have my birthday dinner, like, with, like, him and, like, my nephews and my sister and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so you found time there. Cool. So You know, and after the second year of him doing that, I was just like, you know, I confronted him about it. And he told me that he was. And he's afraid that people from his work will see me and, like, it will get back and he would have to deal with that and Jesus. um yeah, yeah. Mm. so even though like they already like they already know he has a daughter so who's to say that i'm not just that daughter they don't you know right like but so but he did um like after that came out and that was like before father's day and so like i did not wish him a happy father's day and that hurt him and i was just like well you know like my mom tried to be like you know he is your father and he was good to you for all your life and i said he was good to me for 30 years of it mm-hmm. and then when things didn't go as he planned 
or you know his son Mm -hmm. um he um got shitty Mm -hmm. and i said so why it's like i'm not going to lie and say oh happy father's day you're the best dad ever when you're not being it's like when it's conditional love like you just loved me for who you wanted me to be and not who i actually am and so like that was the boundary. I was just like, okay, like I'm not going to try to change you, but I'm also not going to interact with you. So, you mm-hmm. know, and that hurt him. And then he started to try more. Um, and um, to his credit, um, you know, my grandma was always terrible. She still is terrible at pronouns. Mm-hmm. I don't think like she's nice to me, mm-hmm. but I don't think she, um, I don't think she'll ever see me as a woman just because of how often that she like messes up with pronouns and things. And so I always correct her. I always correct her. Um, and before I could correct her one time, my dad corrected her. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big moment for like my dad, that is um, you know, and I noticed that. And then, um, you know, he did go out to a restaurant when I invited my mom out and, you know, my mom's like, Hey, dad wants to go too. And I said, okay because like my whole stance is like my door is always open i'm just done trying to shepherd them through the door so if they want to come through willingly on their own okay but like i'm done it's been three years of me trying to bring them in like Mm. so he's trying and you know i love that this is exactly what i did yeah and like you the fact that you know your dad, even my dad too, like they were afraid to be in public with us and like be around us and like cope with those feelings. Like it just goes to show like what trans people actually have to go through because like you think you're afraid, you think you're scared, like try being the one who's yeah. trans. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I When I first came out and I was like, and I wasn't even passing, but I wanted to, you know, I was wearing like women clothes and stuff and i was just like um i was afraid to even like open the front door and walk out like even when no one like i could look and no one was around or like go to the mailbox and like get my mail and like it it was a lot and now like you know i'm in dresses like right now and like i'll it's whatever like it's no big deal anymore but like especially you know, but it never goes away. Like I still am looking, and every time someone stares at me or that, I'm just like, do they know I'm trans? Are they staring at me because they think I'm cute? Are they staring at me because like I have something on my face? I don't know. That's just that's just a constant thing for trans people too. <laughs> do you think that now that like since you've been on hormones for a while now, and like do you think because you're passing very well now, like has that helped your relationship with your dad in any way, and like being in public? with him it's how it went I mean, for me my dad it 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 shouldn't yeah um it it shouldn't matter at all you should just love your kid whatever but like mm. um you know um i think i think that's probably what made him go out to dinner with me that time uh was because like i think he realizes that like even though maybe he can't see it that like the world like Mm-hmm. effortlessly sees me as a girl mm-hmm. so like you know for the most part and it's just like you know like it's all in his head that like i am still like you mm-hmm. know a guy just like it's in my head that i'm right. you yeah. know, still like manly 
it's just hurtful because it's like as if you're fucking basing your supportiveness for your child is based on other people. Like that blows my mind because my dad mm-hmm. did the exact same thing. He wasn't very supportive until he found like mm-hmm. other people supporting me. It's like, oh, cool. So you're just following everybody else's lead here, and you're my dad. Cool. <laughs> Got <Great>. it. <laughs> Great. Best dad award. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. my sister and I, like my biological sister, um, the one I thought was gonna be like, like my cheerleader, the, mm-hmm. like the one person in my family was, it has been the worst to me oh fuck yeah um she is a you know she's also devout catholic she's a catholic school teacher Um, (laughs) and um she uh i have two nephews and um the, the i haven't seen them in two years um i haven't been allowed to see them in two years Oh, I'm going to try really hard not to be really angry for you right now. Yeah, so for the first year of my transition when I was still like, you know, I could do boy mode um, and, you know, still like look like my old self and that like my sister was just like, well, if you want to come as, you know, you want to come as dead name, mm-hmm. um, you certainly can. Um and I don't even know why I'm saying like, I, it doesn't bother me. My dead name is Corey, so like, hey, kind of um, similar to mine. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> and like, um, so I was just like, you know, they're like, if you want to come as Corey, like, then that's fine. You can come to our like family gatherings and stuff. But like, I don't want the kids to see you as Tori, and um, like. You know, it was just like, okay. Well, at first I was like, okay. And I was doing it because like I wanted to see, you know, the nephews. But when you're there and everyone's using, you know, the wrong pronouns for me mm-hmm. and it's like, it hurts. Like when it didn't hurt before transitioning, as soon as you come out, like it, it, their wounds. Mm-hmm. And I can't describe it because you're like, well, you were always trans. Yes, I was always trans, but like. I don't know, once you become fully aware and your egg fully cracks, like, mm-hmm. right? you know, Be- you, you can't go back. Right, because once you come out, it's like, okay, like, now everybody knows. Now I can start thinking about this more and, like, become who I want to be and show the world who I am. And then you get misgendered and it's like, uh, guess I'm, <laughs> am I doing this for no reason? Like, fuck, like, am yeah. I making a huge mistake? It puts so many thoughts in your head. I always thought of it as, like, every time, I think, Everybody has a different feeling when they get misgendered, but I always felt like somebody was stabbing me in the throat with a knife because wow. I couldn't speak. <laughs> I know, gruesome, but like I always felt like I could not speak. And I that's why I never fucking corrected anybody because mm-hmm. you'd misgendered me and I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> like it sucks. It always felt like death by a thousand cuts for me. There were just <laughs> little cuts that would build up over time. The more people would do it, the more that inner voice that says, "Oh, you'll never pass," mm. like you're, you'll never do this. Like they're they're only gonna see a guy. They're you know that that voice that gets stronger the more cuts you get. So the more times people misgender you, the more times they stumble. Um, you know, it's just like they 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 add up, and that voice gets stronger. That right. like, um, at least for me, um, but. So after I did that for a few times, I, w- I told my sister, I was like, 
I can't do boy mode anymore. I, 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 I can't. Like, I'm either, it's like, I have to, I have to be me. And she said that, well, then I don't want you seeing the kids because I'm a, f what she said is that she is afraid that the kids are going to tell the wrong people, like, whether it be parents or whether it be, you know, um, other kids and stuff, and that those kids might bully them because I am trans. Which is... Mm, okay, but don't with, agree. With the correct parenting, parenting, these things can be, you know, taught, and you could use certain tools to make sure that doesn't happen. Like, it, uh, that's a sad excuse, to be honest. It really is. And, you know... And then she goes into, like, she has mentioned before about, like, how, you know, the town that she lives in is very small and everybody talks and stuff. So then it really comes to, like, it's like, are you, do you just, are you afraid for your kids to get bullied? Which I'm sure is a part of it. But are you also afraid of having to deal with the fact that, you know, your sister is trans? Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. people knowing and that affecting because you work at a bigoted you know, place. Mm -hmm. um, Using your kids is like a excuse to say yeah, that, like transphobic. Just throwing it all on that. And I don't think it's all that. I think that's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that she thinks that's a part of it. But I also think she's also afraid of her own career and things, uh, being a teacher and trying to move up. But, like, why? She's not trans. <laughs> like, no. And I'm sorry, but if somebody at your work gives you a hard time because your sister is trans like I, why are you working there like I, that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life uh, yeah. so we need this you know we don't we don't really talk um like at all we tried to be like she would invite me out to be like you know oh just me and her husband and uh and myself like going out to dinner and mm -hmm. like or that and just to try to keep up but like no kids or anything and so the entire time i am with her it there's just this giant elephant in the room where i'm just like and at first i was just like well i'll just play nice and i'll be nice and maybe after a few times of this they will realize it's no big deal and they will, you know, let me see the kids. Because, like, I'm missing all this time. They, you know, like, they're now, you know, uh, like, 10 and 13. And, like, you know, I'm, like, I was in their life right. every other weekend going to all their games. And then now, like, you know, I'm just too busy. I don't know what the narrative really is. Right. Like that they're saying, but like I'm not going to sit there and like jump in front of my nephews and be like, "Hey, I'm your aunt." Like, <laughs> right. You know, like to me that's 10 times more confusing to a kid to not understand why their aunt is no longer there. Like I if I was a kid in that situation and I'd be like, "What's mom? What's happening? Where did they go?" Like I don't People don't and they understand. have asked in front of my mom and they've like you know so they've been like oh it's they'd be like hey you know uncle Corey lives around here like you know like it's like i haven't seen them in forever like it's like you know do you think like what are what are they doing and like my mom would just sit there and be like well ask your mother 
you know, like my mom saying that to like, you know, my sister, because my, I told my mom to be like Switzerland, not to get involved because my sister will use those kids as blackmail and basically not allow my mom to see them anymore either. Mm. So I'm like, I don't want you to lose the time that I've lost with these right. kids. So just, you know, try to be as neutral as possible. But like my mom will do like, yes, yeah, ask your mother, ask your mother. And then like they ask her and then like at that particular time, like my sister would just ignored their question and just moved on. Didn't even explain it. Didn't even like give up a like bullshit excuse or anything. Just ignored the fact that these kids were asking about me. Great parenting and skills. Great parenting yeah. skills. <laughs> like great. And Look, like, like I can tell you right now, like even if you know they're living in a very Catholic family, very religious family, you know republican red state like that is a different generation you said they're 10 and 13 now that is mm -hmm. a very very different generation they are so exposed to trans people on the internet and at school and everywhere else like no matter where they go in life they will be exposed to trans people they will know that their aunt is trans no matter if they talk to their aunt or not and they will have more questions and instead of going to their mother who won't tell them anything they'll go to you like they'll find you and they'll go to you you know what i mean so at I the end of the so. day well, she's losing you're winning <laughs> that's all i have to say and you you say that and on, um on snapchat uh my oldest nephew um friended me mm -hmm. like and not like my old snapchat or anything like the new one with the with the, the new, new one. name yeah and uh you know like because I, I i guess i pop up as like oh people in your contacts and mm -hmm. like he just added and so i added back i haven't talked to him mm -hmm. at all um i'm just sitting here like well just wait to see if he comes to me or gets curious but i'm like it's not that hard for him to kind of go hey this person has the same number as my uncle did mm -hmm. and it's just like hmm you know and it's a very similar name and mm -hmm. also the same last name and it's just like hmm you know like I'm sure. Do you think that they know that you're trans now, or do you think they think have no idea? I think they're putting it together. Yeah, they have to. I, think, I mean, I mean, with just the fact that he friended me like that, like right. I feel like they're starting to put it together. They're not stupid, right? And no matter how much you try to hide trans people from kids, it's not going to work. Not going to yeah. work. They have the internet. They have TikTok. I mean, come on, like, <laughs> and because of that, they're learning a lot a hell of a lot better than we did than the generation before you before me whatever did like i don't know i feel like the generation below me is even more less transphobic than mine you know what i mean i um, mean it depends on the parenting and stuff you know and sure. they go to yeah. a christian school and right i worry about it for sure i would too i mean look I think that's a, a very cruel thing to do to somebody to take away somebody's niece or nephew. Like, my nephew is not even two years old yet. And, like, obviously, you know, I've said it before, my sister is my biggest supporter. She would never do that. But, like, if she did, it's – you're not winning. Like, you're not doing anything by that. You're taking, like – a an aunt or an uncle away from your kid that's all you're doing somebody who can give them life experience and like 
tips and advice like all you're doing is taking that away from your kid and to me that's horrible parenting so congrats i guess yeah i agree now we've spent a lot of time on that (laughs) and i'm happy about it because i think that was one of the best coming out stories i think the way you described everything i was able to relate to it so well so i'm happy about it but if the next topics go a little fast everybody knows why yeah Um, but <clears throat> now, I could tell by your headset and your gaming chair before you even had to tell me that you're a gamer, <laughs> and I love it. Um, mm-hmm. What games do you play, by the way? I never even asked you. Oh, God. I have so many. Um, <laughs> right now, um, I just got back into Apex Legends. Cool. Um, you're a gamer gamer then. Okay. <laughs> got uh, it. <laughs> And uh, mainly because, like, my girlfriend also, like, has that game. So, like, we started to play. Mm. And then, um, like, uh, I've been doing uh, Sea of Thieves. <gasps> Bestie. Oh, my God. I fucking love you that You play game. Sea of Thieves? Hell yeah, I play Sea of Thieves. Yes, we oh. need to play. Oh, please. That so. game, mwah, beautifully made. Do you ever use, like, voice chat in Sea of Thieves and, and like, Apex and stuff? Yeah, like, always. people? Now, yeah. how has that been throughout your transition? Actually, I have a question. Yeah, I have a question from the Discord from Anthony. Uh, what was it like to trans- transition as a gamer? If you use voice chat before, during, or after your transition, how were you treated by the people you played with? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I've always used voice chat. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, before no issue right none and then after i came out and like when i was learning like voice training and stuff and i like the voice wasn't like very good mm-hmm. um like that was rough because a lot of people would just assume because like i would still have the same inflections and in the same way i talk like as soon as i came out but like it was at a lower register so they just thought i was like a flamboyant gay man mm-hmm. and then that hurt because then they would just sit there and like yell you know mm-hmm. f word at mm-hmm. me and like you know just you know call me a little you know gay boy and stuff and like that hurt because i was just like i'm trying to do a voice i right. don't want to be perceived as man <laughs> right <laughs> so like you know and it took me god it took me like over a year of like working on my voice like to get it to where it is now mm-hmm. um you know, and that was probably, that's probably the hardest thing of my transition to try to get that. Um, I even remember um, at my work, um, like I was helping a lady and her kid goes, mom, why does, why does she sound like a boy? Nice. And then the mom was trying to like, you know, and get it quiet. But like that, that crushed me. Smack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't so, blame you. Like, but like i mean with with video games and stuff yeah and then like now um i don't know it's like most of the time guys are like you know usually you're playing with guys and so like anytime i anytime i hear like another girl like i get excited because then i just want to like oh we should be friends like we should play together mm-hmm. but um you know most of the time you're playing with guys and i think for the most part no one like anymore like says anything but then you have those creepy guys that just want like 
mm-hmm. like oh it's a girl and then they start like saying inappropriate things and they want things and like, they just like you know and they start asking inappropriate like oh do you have a only fans that i can look you up on and blah 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 and it's just like okay <laughs> all right i don't and, you know <laughs> and gross for the most part i was on discord talking to my friends you know like right. we're just talking on discord and then like i'll peep up every once in a while but like you get i don't know like as much as like i'm a lesbian don't like men but like in that way <laughs> and uh like but i still want their validation mm. i i crave it because that's like it means that like i'm passing it gives me like the euphoric feeling like so like i do still crave it like mm. even though like and it's such a weird feeling to be in but you still crave the attention of men even though like i don't want to be with a man right yeah because from of us from a society standpoint like ugh, i hate it but like cis men are i guess the ones who and this is not true but like the ones who determine what makes a girl pretty and like you know shit like that Mm-hmm. Even I do, as a cis man, I need the validation. Even I do, as a cis man. Even I do, as a cis man, as a cis man. As a cis man, I just called myself a cis man. <laughs> I was like, uh... uh... It's my worst nightmare. Anyway, as a trans man, I um, definitely crave cis male validation for sure. I need them to tell me that I'm doing it right, even though there's no right way to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Fuck that. I, get I do love how, like, how you call yourself, like, oh, I get into, like, girly pop area, and I'm just like, I love that. <laughs> to me, that's just, like, that's someone who's so, like, secure with, like, it, it comes off as being very secure with your masculinity that you can, you can still do that. Because I was terrified of doing that before. Mm-hmm. I never even said the word cute. I would, like, keep myself from saying that word because that's the or no. Mm-hmm. And, like, anything that, like, to do with, like, being, like, perceived as gay as any way and like those things like that was something that was like absolutely not which is why like everyone was just so shocked because i was so like mm-hmm. you know like right to everyone else it was just like man mm-hmm. so you suppress the things you know what i mean like it and i appreciate you saying that because it took me a long time to be okay with <laughs> being girly pop <laughs> um but talking about gaming a little bit i want to talk about this with you. I have been wanting to talk about this fucking game since the very first episode of HRT. And you'll see, if you looked in my notes for every episode that I have, this topic is always there. And then I never get to it. Now, I don't know if everybody remembers when Hogwarts Legacy came out. But I do. (laughs) And there was a lot of controversy over the game. Uh, and if it was transphobic to play because, you know, J.K. Rowling is transphobic, way more than transphobic, actually. She's a terrible person. Um, 100%. And, you know, Harry Potter and stuff like that. There was, I remember it was right before, like, our first episode dropped of HRT where that was, you know, a huge uproar if, you know, you were transphobic to play the game or not. And I want to start off by saying... I have friends who played the game. I don't think those friends are transphobic. I don't think necessarily you are transphobic if you played the game. But 
there are things that go into it. Do you have any specific feelings about this game? I know before before I go on one of my stupid fucking tangents. Um, I have I have a couple friends who play it who are like just you know, again hugest supporters supported mm-hmm. me from the beginning, right? Yeah, and everything. Um, and if you want to play it, play it. Like I'll go into like why, but go ahead and yeah. See, like I. I have friends who played who I love me dearly and would never be transphobic towards me ever. And I think that the problem lies where, because a lot of people who played the game went into playing the game thinking JK Rowling had nothing to do with it. And while that's true, she didn't like help create the game or anything. She did make fucking billions on that game. Like, and it did kind of bother me when I learned like, that she was making money off of it. I heard people be like, no, she's not making jack shit off of it. And I was like, oh, but that's what I thought. But she's literally making so much money. And then she uses that money to create laws to take gender-affirming care away from trans people. And that's where I'm like, okay, maybe we don't buy the game. Like, (laughs) that's where I kind of get a little, I wish this game wasn't so popular. But then I also can't blame people for wanting to play. I have friends who loved Harry Potter and like, talking to somebody last night about it like they said that game saved my life like that game saved my life that I mean not the game but the storyline behind Harry Potter and like the books and the movies like there were you know yeah I get it like it saved it saved lives I get it so like it's hard to say if it was transphobic or not it's just I don't know it's a tough argument it really is here's here's what I'll say about it when it comes to all the Harry Potter stuff, like mm. this game or it's like anything, um, this is coming from someone who like I've seen all the movies and I know I'm a Hufflepuff, like, <laughs> but like that's that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, but what I will say is, she is a billionaire, billionaire with a B. Her money, like people don't quite understand it because like the large numbers but when you hit a billion dollars and more um your money makes so much money on interest that like you you can't hurt them Mm -hmm. You, you you can't hurt them so like if you are like oh um i'm not gonna support anymore and if everybody was just like you know what it's like fuck her and just like um you know we're gonna stop paying her every time she's it's not gonna change anything she's still gonna be making tons of money off the interest she's Mm -hmm. still gonna be spending the same amount of money on these anti-trans like causes Mm -hmm. that she has and um she's it won't change her life at all like I understand like boycotting things that you can actually like hurt and stuff, but you can't. So to me, it's like, well, what can you do? Yeah. One of the things that I did when I first came out, my very first makeup bag was a Harry Potter bag. And the thing is, it was just like, well, fuck you. It's like JK. Thanks for your support. Right, Thank you man. for supporting me right now <laughs> and holding all of my stuff for this trans girl. Thank you. And so to me, it's like, let's we can't hurt her financially and we can't stop her for whatever she's saying but we can try to turn her stuff kind of like what like the gay community did with like the babadook Mm -hmm. where it's just like 
not that like the Duke was ever like negative but it was like accidentally like uh netflix accidentally put it in like the gay mm -hmm. section in netflix <laughs> and then people were just like okay gay icon Duke, <laughs> and we just like took it right. like that's what i'm saying about harry potter let's just take it and make it such a queer icon and that will piss her off mm. if it becomes this thing that like stands for like trans people and like gay people and like you know we just take it and just like turn it it'll be like what you know like how the christians feel about also about like the rainbow oh they took the rainbow that was the gift from god mm. and now like the gays are using it and it's like <laughs> but now if you ever put a rainbow on your stuff everyone's just going to assume that you're gay True. like just just flat out like yep. that's the, the inception so you can sit there and be like no no no, this is because of god i'm wearing this because of god because god gave this it was this promise to man no one's gonna no yeah. everyone sees this earring and go okay yeah that chick's gay right <laughs> like you know like that's yeah that's a good way so, to see it just it. try to it's like if we can get people to just take it and make it like against her like that's how you get back at her you just turn like harry potter into this big queer thing right like i'm for it i'm hell yeah. for it i do i don't think i could ever get mad at anybody for you know buying harry potter merch i've bought harry potter merch for my friend yeah. like i could never be mad at that like it's just but i do think trans people are allowed to be mad about it like i'm mad i'm mad that she's a billionaire i'm mad that she's putting sure. all of her money that she gets into making trans lives harder and a lot of people think mm -hmm. that she's just on twitter like sharing her shitty little opinions like that's not it like she's actually like it's more yeah like she's actually out here trying to create loss and shit and like that's scary and like i don't want to give my money to that but also it also goes into like okay if i think that way if i think Nobody should be giving their money to J.K. Rowling. Okay, what about Chick-fil-A? What about Twitter? Like, I've used Twitter, and Elon Musk is a piece of hot garbage. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of gay people out there that eat from Chick-fil-A. I don't eat from Chick-fil-A, but I love Chick-fil-A sauce. So, like, I am have to be held accountable for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also love Chick-fil-A sauce, oh, and so um, I ate Chick-fil-A, like, Two weeks ago <laughs> um not like i i typically i don't like i don't eat it that's just like and again because that's just my personal thing and again with harry potter too if you want to personally like boycott it because it makes you feel good do it mm -hmm. if yeah. it if it personally makes you feel good just don't judge other people right because but like if you feel like hey i'm just not going to support it good don't do it then mm -hmm. uh, and that's how i am with chick-fil-a um <laughs> and like so i just don't support it however like you know my grandma really wanted chick-fil-a and like i was with her and my mom and so it was just like okay we'll go right you know but i made sure like i always have like my little rainbow <laughs> thing so i had that like pulled up and i'm sitting there like mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have like the gay chicken with like <laughs> sprinkle some rainbow on there for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I think that's valid. I mean, like, there's some days where I'm like, yeah, fuck, fuck Hogwarts Legacy and fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck Harry Potter. Like, I have my days. I won't lie, but. If I'm going to be mad at that, I have to be mad at the rest of the world because I know there's so many fucking companies out there that I use and buy from where the owners are definitely 
the most transphobic people out there. But yeah, I mean, like, if you live that way, you're never going to enjoy life because everyone's dick. <laughs> but you're allowed to be mad at it, is my opinion. Um, I'm going to read now some questions from viewers that I put in the Discord. Okay. Um, we wanted to talk about, you know, misogyny and transphobia a little bit, but I think we covered that <laughs> in everything yeah. that we talked about. Uh, Agreed. Now, let me see. Some of these questions are a little out of order since I skipped. We'll just start with this one since it has to do with um, misogyny and whatnot. Uh, Discord question from Midnight Thoughts in the Discord said, uh, could she talk about the difference of how she was treated before and after transitioning in the women are treated this way and men are treated that way type of sense? Yeah. um, I mean, one of the big things for me is like, I hate being like interrupted like a pet peeve of mine Mm. and now that happens constantly yeah that's like it's a constant thing where people just talk over me and then or they'll restate something that i just said it's (laughs) like i i i I just said that (laughs) um cool all right um so that's something where like before that was never really an issue right um you know uh talking about um you know like guys are creepy towards me mm-hmm. um and like they'll i've had i've had a guy like you know come up and reach over me to grab something and then like you know put his hand on me in some way Icky. and it's just like that wasn't necessary don't touch me mm-hmm. um you know and then like try to like talk to me or you mm-hmm. know and like, I just, I don't know. Like, those things where they just think they have, like, free access to just touch the swell of my back as they walk mm. by or, like, Nasty. it's just, like... Oh, that shit makes yeah. me... Don't. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of, yeah. So, a lot of a lot of that and, um, like, that, those have been, the like, the big ones that I've noticed that have just been, like you know, I open it. You hear about it happening. Like I always knew it was happening. I believe the women in my life that said that these things were happening, but mm-hmm. like you don't realize how much privilege I had before until now. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel the opposite? Do you feel like, do you feel the privilege like oh, coursing through your veins 100%, 100%. now? 100%. Yeah. And I okay. hate that it feels good. Like I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, but it's the case. And I wish being aware of it made it better. Like, I wish I looked better somehow by being aware of it, but I don't. Like, it's, I don't know. And I said it in one of the episodes, but, like, it's absolutely ridiculous that just because I pump myself with hormones every week means that I get treated better than a woman, trans or cis. Disgusting. And I pump myself with hormones to be treated worse. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> and you think this is a choice? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I have another one from Sky Knight. How is it having to learn makeup and stuff that like that later than some cis women? 
when I read this question too, I kind of laughed because like I've been putting on makeup since I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, is that, I don't, I think that's kind of the norm, but like the frequency was mm-hmm. like, you know, cause for the longest time I thought I was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just a cross dresser. And like, I kind of was just like, mm-hmm. you know, that was that. So like anytime I was left alone, um, I would get into my sister's clothes. I would get into my sister's makeup, uh, my mom's makeup. Um, and uh like i would i would practice and it would be bad it would be bad and it'd be very few and far between you know like and i'd look like some like like picasso painting (laughs) um of just trying and like (laughs) but like i would i would do it every time and then like I learned to like, oh, I need makeup wipes because water doesn't really get rid of it. After like one time, my mom like going, it's just like, are you tired? And I said, no. And she's just like, because you have dark circles. And it was because I still had like mascara that I couldn't mm-hmm. quite get rid of. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm just tired. And I just like ran into my room. <laughs> like, and then I was just like, oh God. And then like when I knew the coast was clear, like I went back into the like the bathroom and was like really like going at it with this water and i said oh no so then i bought like my own makeup wipes and would hide them mm. uh in my room and like bring them out so like wow. you know um so like but um over over time like the more i got left alone the more i would try when i was you know and when i was married and i was like oh i left all that stuff behind me i was still dressing up in my wife's clothing mm. i was you know but no i left it behind me <laughs> i just i had that moment in the mirror and i left it all no i didn't but like um you know and i would i would look at youtube was a huge thing of like you know learning from you know uh different women um <clears throat> how to do your makeup um also i started um painting uh miniatures for like D and stuff and the entire time i was painting the little miniatures I was like this is also secretly training mm-hmm. this gets me better <laughs> at a steady hand That's like awesome. like i always knew that but you know again i'm not trans no it's just like you know but just in case i ever wanted i get better at makeup of course like knowing that like but still not <laughs> fully going I, i'm trans like <laughs> uh the signs that that cut that we see and come to us that we all just completely ignore is just never gets old to me and the and the biggest one too like since i was 14 like every time i saw a shooting star like the few times that i did i would be like i wish i was a woman oh girl and that was the only thing that i would wish every time but not trans i'm not trans it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> It's whatever. No, it's that's what all guys wish for, right? That's probably the biggest tell I've ever heard a guest say. <laughs> like, and I just, did, I was just like, yeah, this is fine. This is adorable. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Uh, well, you got your wish. Congratulations. <laughs> I did. Thank you. This took a while. <laughs> it took a fat minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Next question is from Eli. Have you found your sexuality has changed in starting estrogen? I always hear trans guys say that tea, tea makes them gayer. Curious if it's the same the other way around. Yes, it made me gayer. I'm <laughs> such a lesbian now. So lesbian. <clears throat> no, uh, I, I, I know what he means. But yeah. like, uh, I was, so like I said, I was always into women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, uh, when I was coming out, I was just like, 
well, they're, you know, I've heard the same thing with like, you know, you take, you take these hormones and uh, what I don't know is if, if it's the hormones that change your like sexuality or is it because you're more comfortable being who you are and you realize that you actually aren't as straight or as gay as you thought. Yeah. Um, and I um, so I, w I was kind of worried about it um, because I was just like, I told myself I would embrace it if I started liking guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I would embrace it. But um, I was terrified of having to navigate, like, this dating space of dating men as a trans woman, which is so much harder mm -hmm. um, than, like... Uh, and so I was, I was, I was scared of it. I definitely would have been scared to go on dates and things, um, right. more than I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it personally did not change anything. If anything, it just like cemented, oh yeah, I am, I am so gay. <laughs> I am so gay. Dude, I, that's something I might've talked about it in the very, very early episodes, but that's something I've been waiting to talk about too, is if testosterone makes you gayer because almost nine out of 10 trans guys I've talked to is like a hundred percent. I was not into men before I started testosterone and now I am like, it's a thing. Like, <laughs> and I think it goes back to what you said. Like, I don't really think it has to do with the hormone itself rather than us just being more comfortable in our bodies, therefore being more comfortable in our sexualities. So that makes sense. <clears throat> um, next one from Ali. Uh, how how has dating been? It's going is going on every date really scary? I know every time I go on a date, I'm prepared for the worst. Ali is also another trans woman. Will be a future <clears throat> guest, actually. Oh, really? It's mm -hmm. exciting. Yes, very excited. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean. Dating sucks. Dating, like, I mean, before I met my ex-wife also, like, on dating websites. Um, and, like, you know, it. I felt like I would get a decent amount of hits before. And, like, I, you know, found her within, like, a few months and stuff. Mm. This time around, um, it's been, like, I took one year off. Like, that first year of transition, I was just like, I need to be happy with myself first, and then once I'm happy with myself, then I can add somebody else into my life. So I took, like, I didn't get on dating web uh, dating website until, like, I felt like I was starting to like myself. Right. Um, and so I've been trying to date for, like, two years. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like with... Um, the trans women, it's like you have you have the guy side of things, which is like if you like guys, I should say, mm -hmm. um, where you get tons of hits, but a lot of them are chasers. And some of them are very dangerous, very few, but still like the, the numbers are there, that there are the sprinkling of dangerous people that you need to be careful of. And, um, you know, uh, so you have lots of hits, but like few that are good. And then uh, me being on the woman side of things, um, I set up, you know, several dating 
uh, things for on, dev, on several um, dating websites. Mm -hmm. And every time I did a like, you know, you'd have to do the whole bio and I would fill out the whole bio. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of them I forgot to put that I was trans, mm -hmm. like at the at the very top. And mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, and I just I just forgot. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was doing several of them at the same time. I just forgot to put it in there. I meant to the other two do. And, um, you know, and I noticed that the, the two that, that, that I didn't have, or that I had the trans marker on there, I was just like, Hey, trans lesbian, like the first thing, um, like just a trickle of people, very few people would like hit me up and my, like, and drop into my DMS and stuff and like want to talk. Um, but the one that I forgot was blowing up, was just blowing up with girls like everybody was into Tori, it seemed like. And I was like, oh, and I would start talking to them and I'm just like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then they would ask me questions that made me go, I don't think, I think they think I'm cis. Mm -hmm. And like, cause they'd be like, you know, when did you come out? And I'd be like, you know, like in 2020 and they'd be like, like, oh, wow. And it's like, have you ever, it's like, did you ever date a guy? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you never date until you're 30. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm getting impressions that they don't. And so then I would tell them. And then most of the time they would just stop talking, just ghost me entirely. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'd be like, oh, I'm not into that and dip out. Um, you know, I have been on dates with people who, um, you know, they say that it's not going to be a big deal that I have a penis mm -hmm. and um you know then when a push comes to the shove they're just like oh i can't do it i thought i could and you were like i was using you as a, like basically they were saying i was using you as an experiment to see if i could and i can't so peace out oh, like God, and that's, that's devastating especially after like you're already starting like you know a little bit of a relationship with them right. um i am out of that scene now um i am i'm with my girlfriend now who i care about very much um and I'm so glad to be out of that scene, and I'm so glad to have met her. Mm. Um, so she's uh, also just joined the Discord. Zoe, hi, Zoe. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no dating apps are not it, <laughs> especially for trans people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've because I've I think I went on a dating app like once in my life where for like a week. I didn't say I was trans and then for a week I did just to see the difference and like I don't know while it's really affirming like when you don't put it in that you're trans and people don't know it's like okay I'm kind of slaying <laughs> but like also I always say you know put it in your bio to make it easier for yourself so you don't have to go through all that I don't think you are required to put it in your bio if you don't no. want to but I will say it will make your life easier if you do, because then you can, you know, shoo away all the transphobic people without actually having to talk to them. But I will say it's fucking stupid that, I don't know, because people f obviously thought you were pretty. They obviously, like, wanted to, you know, meet you and be close to you and, you know, learn more about you. And then they learn one thing, and they, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're the same person go. you were. Yeah. And they, you know, it's just like, I ain't, yeah. like, you know, and there, there's still been a few that just don't even read my profile and like do the same thing that like the, when I didn't have it on there. And then like, they ask the same kind of questions that made me go, you think I'm sus. And then like, we'll be talking on the phone and stuff. And again, 
they don't know they just think that i'm you know and then eventually i'm just like you know i'm trans right and then they'll be like then they freak out and then i never hear from them again That's so so stupid so stupid. it's like oh yeah or like i had one girl told me that this is like well i am like you know i identify as a lesbian actually she's not even a girl she's non-binary it's like they were just like i identify as a lesbian still and you know so i can't do a penis and i'm like what does that have to do with you being a lesbian like mm -hmm. like i am also a lesbian mm -hmm. like you know and like oh it like goes to show how like i don't know how shallow people are and they have like no fucking depth to them and can't think past themselves because sexuality is so much more than genitals you fucking morons like mm. like i get it you can have a preference and that's fine i'm glad you know who you are but like there's so many more things that go into it and i could go on a tangent about that all day but <clears throat> also i wanted to say that the person who said they were just experimenting with their sexuality with you fuck you like as if you're in a your your gender identity is an experiment that was the same non-binary person too it's like you're already you're uh, part of the community and you just like right you should know thanks. better thanks also for a non-binary person it's one thing for a cis person to do because they don't know any better but like for a non-binary person to say those words to you and like use maybe triggering language too like I don't know. It goes for cis people. It goes for trans people. Like when you're telling a trans person that you're not interested in them because they're trans, the least you could do, the very least, is not use triggering languages. Like, don't say those words. How about just say, "Hey, look, like you're a really cool person, but I don't think I'm ready myself to take on this. I don't know if I'm emotionally mature enough for this." Like, or how about you just say, hey, I just, you know, I've been really thinking about it and like, I just, you know, I just don't think that we're a good fit. And then you don't even have to say it just because yeah. like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, but why? <laughs> yeah, but why? <laughs> For so, real, just lie. Like lying yeah, is okay. Well, I mean, it's not lying. <laughs> it's just saying, hey, I just right. don't feel the connection between us, you know, and like, <laughs> that's not really lying. You're just not being like. Oh, True. it's because of this. It's because of what's between your legs and True. You know. I don't want to hear that. Right. Like, who does? Like who fucking does? And like I've never understood why people like if you don't if you've been on one date with somebody and this is what I mean by you could lie. Like if you've been on one date, you don't care about the person. There's no feelings there. In order to not hurt them, in my humble opinion, I think it's okay to be like you're just not my type or I just I'm I don't have time. Like, you don't have to be mean. <laughs> Why would you want to hurt somebody? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, anyways. <laughs> the next two questions I'm actually kind of excited about. Uh, next one is from Alex. What does femininity and womanhood mean to you, and how do you perceive it for yourself? Yeah. This is a crazy question. That was, that was like, Good question. This is a great. Like, I was question. just like that was the one I was just like, oh, I'm gonna have to think about it. I don't think it's an um, easy question. Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind when like I was reading that was, uh, it's like femininity and womanhood to me means freedom. Mm. Like, I get to be me. I I like you know and 
me being able to express who I actually am and expressing my womanhood, like, like it's freeing. Slack. And it's just like, I've been, I was happy before. Like, I had moments where I was happy, like, in, you know, the before time. But, like, um, you know, like, the amount of love that I have and just how good I feel now on this side of the fence, like, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. I also love that this question, obviously, because it's a trans discord, It's it came from a good place where like you know matt walsh on the streets asking strangers what is womanhood what does it mean to be a woman like don't even start on that but i don't know there's a way to ask this question that is coming from a good place because you know there's even cis women out there who claim womanhood is being able to get your period or like fucking i don't know breastfeeding like if have a baby yeah like girly if you think that's what womanhood is i'm sad for you like i'm sad that's what you boil it and down i hope to. you're one of the people who can have babies because it'd be devastating for you to realize oh you're not a real woman because you can't have children right but i doubt that they would think that about themselves <sighs> whole topic there it's i don't know it's I'm saying it goes to show that if it, if it, go ahead <laughs> I, I was just saying like you know it's they they'll say that up until they come up against it and i feel like a lot of people would change i don't think they would sit there and be like oh no 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 I, yeah yep i'm not a woman couldn't have a kid so exactly. yeah exactly and it goes to show everyone's just so obsessed with themselves to look outward yeah and clearly that's not what it means to be a woman because cis women can't even a lot of cis women can't even do that so like mm -hmm. gotcha you're wrong <laughs> But I like that answer for, you know, what is womanhood mean to you. I think I think a lot of even cis women would agree with you that it means freedom because even cis women, you know, haven't and from, you know, a male's perspective and dealing with cis men all their lives struggle with feeling free too. So like that's an answer that across the board anyone or everyone, every woman in the world could probably relate to, you know what I mean? Uh last one is from Troy, also a good question. What are some things that have surprised you the most about being a woman? And is there anything that you miss that you may have experienced pre-transition? Yeah, I like this one too, because like, yeah, there there's a few things that I miss from before. Um, <clears throat> um, but uh, whew, um, being able to be part of like the like womanhood I should say, like, just being able to be part of, like, you know, truly being girl talk, truly being seen as, like, my peers as another girl, and, like, them talking to me, and it's the way they talk, and the way, like, they, like, you get included, it's different than how I was before. Like, you know, before I was just, like, I was a man, and I was part of the problem, and, mm -hmm. like, you know, and it, now it's, like, it feels like I'm part of the sisterhood and you know for most of the people that I talk to and interact with like it's just like I don't know like I love that I like I always craved that right and like always wanted that and to be like able to you know and now like I get it and so that's that's been the biggest thing like um you know truly feeling seen for who I am and being able to be like, yeah, like that's been huge. 
That's good. Um, I miss that. Things that <laughs> like that's something you, that I yeah. miss. <laughs> yeah. Not that I would trade it for the world, but like you know, that is something that I used to have. Sure. The sisterhood thing, whatever. Like, yeah, it's something that like I definitely miss. Yeah, it's just crazy. What are some things that you uh, that you miss from before you transition? Um, let's see. Boy pockets, <laughs> girl pockets are bullshit. But see, that's so like, true. <laughs> I I used to be able to have like a monster, my phone, like uh, like you know, like my keys, everything, mm. like in one pocket, and be like, oh look, I have like three more pockets I can use. <laughs> like look at all this. Like it looks like I have bag. a giant. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. you wouldn't even have. Yeah, and you wouldn't even have like yeah. like a lot of times like with how they're made, like sometimes they don't even look like you have a giant tumor on your leg. Like it's everything just fits in there. Right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so crazy because, as I said before, I the majority of the time I only have trans men on here, and it's so cool to be able to talk to somebody who gets it just as much as another trans guy would, but gets it completely differently if that makes sense <laughs> like i i know it completely this uh, is why like i started listening to yourself because i'm just like oh wow it's the exact opposite <laughs> oh wow that guy is like, like and then it just makes you just want to switch with people like it just makes you just right. want to be like i wish like I, I, i've had conversations with with like guys who are like oh like even on the discord they're like oh i will give you like my it's like my breasts and i'd be like i would take them <laughs> and i would give you like the flat chat so right. like yeah they have Even to trade. come up with something. They have to come up with something for us. Seriously, like, yeah. It fixes all our problems. <clears throat> all right, now, before we go, uh, trans song of the week. I asked you what yours was. Do you remember? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> what is it? It was yesterday. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it's The Village. Yes. Um, <clears throat> And I, I couldn't remember if somebody talked. I felt like somebody did. But it, I couldn't remember if somebody did. I think it was the f one of the, the first time or the second time I did Trans Song of the Week. And I, it was before I was asking my guests what their favorite one was. I was just like, here's mine. <laughs> so I think I did it. But I didn't go into great detail about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> you took it. You took my thunder. I Got did. it. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but I told you that I want to talk about it again because you told me that are they making a new version of it for trans women? Mm -hmm. So uh, he put out um, uh, he put out a version on TikTok where like he changed like anything that was like trans mass to trans femme mm -hmm. um, in the song, and like I loved it, but it was only just like a TikTok, you know. And so like uh, he did just come out saying that like he's re-releasing the song and doing a male to female version, That's and so it like ugh, like as much like that song i remember and like when i was still like you know in boy mode at work and stuff and i would be able to have like my earbuds in that was one song that i would like listen to and like the stare at other people it's like yeah there's something wrong with you not me <laughs> you something wrong in the village you know like and i'd sit there and like so angsty. it was just like a power song like as much as it's like you know it is a sad and somber song mm -hmm. but like it was also like empowering because it's just like you are not the problem right society is the problem mm -hmm. and it's just like and like there'd be times i would just listen to it like multiple times even though i had like a lot of songs i had a whole like trans playlist mm -hmm. but like you know that was the one that i would like come 
back to over and over again right and sit there and be in like crying in the pop aisle like just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's awesome i love that fucking song i remember finding that song I found that song right after I had top surgery. Uh, all right. This has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. I want... Oh, what are your socials? Do you want anyone to follow you? I mean, I don't really have any socials. You don't have any um, socials? I don't. Not really. Like, Did you I not have, have like... a life? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, of, uh, one of my um, my secondary job, I, I work for uh, Rainbow Alliance Advocacy. And we do a lot of work locally in the uh, in the valley where I live um, for primarily trans youth and and um, yeah. and LGBTQ youth at large. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, like, I just want to kind of plug that um, yeah. we have a prom redo coming up in December um, for anyone who didn't go to their prom it's like or went to their prom as the wrong gender as with the wrong person mm-hmm. um and so that's an adult thing that's coming up that's um uh that i'm really excited for and i'm on the committee um putting it all together Word. so is there uh, <clears throat> a website or an instagram or any anywhere some somebody could find out more about that that i could put in the description yes, and i can get that information to Word. you cool it'll be in the description below um and since you don't have any socials this would be a good time for me to plug the discord really quickly so if you want to talk to tori come join the discord and Mm -hmm. she'll be there (laughs) i will be there i'm there like all the time i you are now a mod actually i forgot (laughs) i am yeah she will she will greet you most likely so come say hi Mm -hmm. uh and other than that follow me at hrt podcast <laughs> on tiktok and instagram i post on there every single day and subscribe to me here i post every tuesday thank you to everybody who became a patriot patron this week i very much appreciate it uh now the number is getting up there for my patrons so you're going to be missing a lot if you're not a patron so make sure you subscribe to me on there and join the discord because what is life if you are not surrounded by your community Anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for watching. And Tori, thank you for coming on today. This is one of my favorite episodes. I I like the way you describe things and we related on a lot of things. So this was this was really great. I appreciate you. Yeah. And that's about it for this week. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.